Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Totally Folk podcast. Uh, we are battling off the kittens who are trying to unplug all of the tech, but apart from that, we're coming to you on, it's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve, <laughs> yes. Very lovely time. We, we've, <laughs> we've been out for cocktails already and um, we're back in the sanctuary of, of Totally Folk Towers <laughs> <laughs> for the evening and we thought we'd come and talk to you guys. And thank you all for listening over the last year and previous years and all 39 episodes. So that's quite a long time. Yeah, it's been amazing. Our listenership over the last year has gone up. So if you've just joined us, welcome. Yes, uh, and thank do you. Get in touch as well. You yes. can always contact us on social media. We're not uh, not always great at reminding you, but I am Lee and I am here with my co-host Joe. And Hello, you can yes. Us on yes. Facebook. Come and talk to us. On Instagram, which was Joe's personal battle to get us there. Uh, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> The password is probably obscene at this point, but for mm, good reason. Sweary, always. <laughs> always the swears. You can email us <laughs> as well. We love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us at totallyfolked1 at gmail.com. For this episode, this episode of uh, the Totally Folk podcast, we're having a bit of a throwback to last year. Yeah. So Before we look ahead of the kick. Yeah. It's, it's been... It's been a long year. There's been a, it's been like 22 has happened for quite a long time and <laughs> lots of things have happened and there's been lots of new music and certainly in the last six months of the last year of 2022, there's been lots of records and there's been lots of gigs. So we haven't been able to play all of the music that we it's wanted yeah, to. Um, like there's been records that have been released that we've really enjoyed, but our focus has always been like gigs that are happening that are quite local to us. So... And trying to weave that in with new releases, and it has has fallen. It's really difficult to reconcile sometimes. Yeah, to get there's in. been records that have happened where people haven't been gigging locally, and we haven't been able to play their music. So this feels like a, a time to do a bit of a retrospective. Yeah, a bit of a retrospective of what's happened over the, the last year. What have we enjoyed? What new releases have come along that we haven't been able to share with you? Um, what have been our favourite records? Uh, live experiences because it's all about yeah, the live. Yeah, yeah. We love to get it's out. Been at, back. It's been amazing. Yeah, we love to get out and listen to live music, which is why we had a hiatus for a bit in twenty twenty. Was, was that twenty twenty? I don't was know. It a lifetime okay. ago, it was, wasn't it? It was yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- should we play some music before we yes. ramble on? Yes. Yes. So, um, so an album that was released this year that we didn't get a chance to play at the time because it didn't have a gig locally was Sam Sweeney. Uh, he released uh, another solo album called Escape That. And the advertising, the marketing has been on point, I think. Yeah. It's kind of, could you say gone viral, I suppose, within like the folk sphere? Well, within folk. I don't know, like yeah. from a TikTok point of view, maybe not. I don't <laughs> know. But it was very well branded and not yeah. branded as a folk thing. So the the font and the colour and the artwork, and you know, regular listeners will know that I like the artwork oh, of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. And it was presented very well visually as well as audially. Yeah, it stuck in my head from the first time I saw some of the advertising. So it clearly did the job. Yeah. So should we, should we play a track from Sam Sweeney's new record? Um, which track have we chosen? Uh, we will go with uh, Want to Fly, Want to Flee. So yeah, this from Escape That. Thank you. 
another album that actually is a really lovely album that I've enjoyed listening to. Yes, I have now had a chance to listen to this from start to finish, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's the Karavik Sisters. We've been waiting quite a long time for this. Yeah. And the same way that we were talking about Lady Maisry last month, how we've waited for six years for their oh new God. record, and, and when it came, it delivered everything that you would hope from. Everything for, that you would expect from yeah, them, but distilled again fresh. And yeah. This has done that for the Yeah, Karavik sisters. sisters, it's the same thing. It's the, the, the two sister harmonies, their voices sound lovely together, their playing is oh, lovely. Oh, they're immaculate musicians. As you yeah, um, and the whole package is lovely. There's stories. The album is called Illustrated Short Stories. And if you go onto their socials, there's discussion of every individual song and a little drawing for each song. Yeah, which it, it does, that did draw me in. And so it's a it's a beautiful package and absolutely delivers and well worth well worth the wait. We've actually chosen a track that the reason it came into being is quite poignant. Um, the sisters were invited to create a piece of music for well a funeral that was staged to mourn the passing of all of the things, all of the creatures that went extinct in the last 10 years due to, well, really human influence, I suppose. Well, yeah, largely. And guess how many species have we managed to exterminate in the last 10 years? I can guarantee it's over 100, but... Well, species that we know of. Well, yeah, yeah, good point. So it could be literally thousands, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but the ones we know of, 159. That's shocking. 159 species we've managed to kill in 10 years. And this, this song was, yeah, part of yeah, acknowledging that. This track um, is a track, the illustration, is they're all lovely line drawings, and the illustration for this track is Lonesome George. Oh, we know Lonesome George. Lonesome George, who was the last of his species, a Galapagos tortoise, who um, died in 2012, who was also championed by the Shackleton Trio yes, in yeah. a, a song, I think, called Lonesome George. I think, yeah, the song is named for him, yeah. Yeah, but this um, song is a track called Already Gone, but Lonesome George has become the illustration for the song, if not the specific subject of the song. Yeah, so this from the Karavik Sisters is almost gone from their album Illustrated Short Stories. Child, she 
I know, I forget because we're friends and we talk to each other all the time. <laughs> Dear listeners, you don't know us. You're not here all the time. Like we are, like we don't actually live together. Granted, yeah. But um, yeah, how was your Christmas, Lee? I had a lovely Christmas. My sister cooked an immaculate Christmas lunch. I absolutely ate my weight in turkey. How was your fifty turkey. pound turkey? <laughs> it was amazing. Like fifty pounds in money, not weight. That was a very kindly <laughs> gift from my grandparents. <laughs> I think my sister helped clean fifty the house pounds or for a turkey. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, not a fifty pound weight turkey. Yeah, like just yeah. Your cash value. My my nut roast did not cost fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the uh, the thing I, I know I said this to you, but the Brussels sprouts were stand out. Yes. Uh, um, fried in marmite. Uh, which, yes. Which I personally find to be like the, the I won't actually say the word, but of the devil himself. But I do love marmite, so I lo- but I also love sprouts. But it was very rich. Uh, they were fried in marmite with with bacon stuff. It was lovely. I was but almost converted, but then I did use someone's knife and they'd, they'd previously used Marmite on something. But why like, do, if you've got bacon, why do you need Marmite oh, as well? Oh, was just richer, like a deeper taste. It was, it was good. Like, I highly recommend it. I can mm. tell the difference. Yeah? I, yeah, still not going to actually have Marmite on toast, but <laughs> that, that was a win. Oh, what about Brussels sprouts on toast? Those Brussels sprouts, any day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm distracted now because my little cat. So my Christmas mm, yeah. was... It, my Christmas was not the same as yours because my cat escaped. My house cat escaped and was missing for 10 days, including so over Christmas. Listeners who are with us regularly will know that he likes to interfere with all sorts of things, from cables to the little kind of uh, Velcro bits that hold everything together in the studio. Yeah, and now he's he's back. I have managed to retrieve him. He was spotted by neighbours regularly, and I finally managed to recapture him on Boxing Day. And he's back home. And it's like he's never been away. Because he's got an attention span of about three minutes. He's not learned from his experience. (laughs) And he's just bought his favourite toy mouse to me to play with him. While while we were recording. And yeah, he has not learned. Nope. He's come back to annoy all of his friends and siblings. (laughs) And and his great granny. And wind everyone else up in the house. Yeah. Like he's never left. Yes, indeed. But now he has an Apple AirTag attached <laughs> <to the> collar, <laughs> so I can locate him Find at all him times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, bad cat. <laughs> Thinking of, like, space-age technologies. <laughs> yes, love. Brilliant segue. <laughs> <best> segue ever. <laughs> I say that I have to get that in because I know the cat's going to walk across the keyboard and cut the recording short at some point. But no, uh, we've got another track um, from Eliza Carthy and the Restitution this time, actually. Yeah. And it's it's written in absolutely standard folk song style. So we have warnings from, from mum not to... to you know dalliances after young lads and all sorts (laughs) but it's got a bit of a twist this one and the production is just awesome like 
you have to seek out the album. It's definitely yeah. This is definitely one to listen to. It's a new release, actually. So even though like we're on catch up, but this is actually a December release, so probably would have yeah, fallen so fallen into this podcast anyway. So it's a new album called Queen Queen of the World, and. It's folk in the sense that there's some traditional folk songs on it, and she like instruments she, as well. Yeah, and she yeah, there's definitely accordion and fiddle and stuff on there, and she is a stalwart of the folk scene. Oh, yeah. But her voice is there's there's jazz in there, there's rock in there. It's not your ex, it's not what you would expect from a folk no, album like the production the way that all the instruments come together in kind of slightly different ostinatory patterns that you might not necessarily expect from folk despite the fact that there's like there's genuine trad stuff on this album yeah there like definitely is lyrics yeah. have been reworked in melodies yeah yeah it, it offers something a little bit different i i was i have been surprised at how much i've enjoyed listening to it yeah no no dis disservice to eliza carthy and her genius but this yeah, this took me by surprise. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed listening to this album, so I recommend it and go go listen to it. And we, we've picked a track off it it's called Space Girl. My mama told me I should never Shut up. 
Icelandic artists. Yeah, I think accidentally, I'm not sure quite how I've done it. Uh, my Scandi folk disco is predominantly from Iceland this time around. Um, although my playlist is filled with quite a lot of Norwegian artists because I, I can speak enough Norwegian to hear what they're singing. And some Swedish artists because I can sort of understand them. I've stumbled across the Icelandic lot. Me I actually, my gateway into this is because they've got loads of great electronic artists and I love that kind of texture behind things. For an English audience, though, might be a little bit difficult to get where the folk is coming from, because if you can't hear the lyrics and the electronic stuff, it, it can feel a bit disconnected. But it's, it's traditionally inspired, just but Icelandic traditional. Traditional Icelandic folk songs. Yeah. Which, which there are universal themes in these songs, aren't there? universal themes, but they've got this extra layer that we don't have, which is, well, I suppose we do in Changeling songs, but for them, quite a dark real thing being stolen away by the fairy folk into the mountains and lost forever so it's folklore as well as folk so it's yeah. it's the mythical side of folk music Definitely rather than that. the social history side of folk music yeah 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 um but then you've got some of them that are singing just icelandic language versions of songs that we would all recognize from like the americana tradition like it would be really familiar if you translated it word for word we'd all know the song is um, it like the c country complaining vibe it's just how I spend most of my weekends. Um, <laughs> that Com said, complaining. <laughs> I, can't imagine. I like a good rant. Yeah, can't imagine. A good that. session. Yeah, put the world to rights over a, <laughs> a coffee, then a wine, then a gin, maybe a coffee to top up, and then carry on. Uh, that sounds like this evening. I know a little bit. Espresso martinis were lovely. Oh, also, that was amazing. Oh, that was so Margaritas good. were good. Local people, best <laughs> margaritas and espresso martinis. Oh yes. Oh, just oh, rich, wonderful. Uh, it perked me right up. Yeah, <laughs> and also cheesy mushrooms for the win. That was amazing. Oh, yes. That's so... I, I could make that. I'm just clearly too lazy. <laughs> but before I go completely <laughs> off course, then let's hop into some Scandi, folks. So I'm going to start off with um, Salome Catrin. And uh, this is a track from her called Elsewhere. And I highly recommend having a proper dive through a lot of the stuff. that You'll find her on Spotify. And you'll also find, I've double-checked, you'll find her on a playlist by an artist we've played before on the podcast, Svava Knuta. Um, and he's championing uh, Scandinavian artists with one of his playlists. It's definitely worth digging out. But yeah, Salome Katrin with a track called Elsewhere. I listen to you argue loudly Hardly hear my own thoughts gladly You shouted me with words of anger filling the house with stabbing clangor Making me wish That I was elsewhere You're talking But you can't make out the words The floorboards fall from underneath me I realize that none of what I heard Matters the least When you're a family Even though I've lost my sanity
Film scorey, like just those instruments are the ones we've come to expect from these big scores from people yeah. like Max Richter. But that she reminds me of Vivian Long as well, who is an artist I absolutely adore. A cellist who used to work with Damien Rice, who in her own right is an amazing composer and writes these really like out there, nutty pieces of music with <laughs> like a, a real heart as well. A big fan of her, but we've played some of her music before. Uh, but the Scandi folk disco does not stop there. This is a bumper crop, really, this time <laughs> round. Like we say, there's quite a few well, Icelandic artists. Well, yeah, and we had to we like to be able to fit into our playlist. We had to prune. Yeah, there we were did. more. We've picked three. There are actually quite a few. Um, We've picked three out of a, a potential many yeah. many artists. Well, I've mentioned Svava Knute's playlist, but definitely if you enjoy some of the Scandi stuff, dig that out because he's got loads of options there. Yeah. Uh, but this next artist, they've been compared to First Aid Kit. Um, they mm. are a duo, two singers that met when they used to sing in a choir, and they are considered traditional kind of indie folk artists back in Iceland. Well, fo folk pop, I think yeah. they're described as. And a lot of their material is genuinely handling traditional stuff. Um, but I was, yeah, I just really like the harmonies on this. I think it really works quite well. And they are really interesting in their choices of harmonies and things, but you will discover that for yourself. Um, so these artists, uh, they are called Ilya, and this song, this track is called Oot. Me era. 
as well. Yeah, a little bit. bit and I don't mind a bit of yodeling. <laughs> I quite like it. It really captured me the first time I heard it. But they've got quite a lot of material out there, and it's um, there's it's quite diverse the way they've handled stuff. And some of their production is like really sparse, really delicate, really interesting. And some of it is just nuts like <laughs> and it just made me smile when i listened to some of it and i was like yeah this is good i want to yeah listen music to more should this. be fun yeah well, they've also got some christmas songs uh, yeah there is that god <laughs> you all we, everyone <laughs> we are in that uh, festive period the turn of the year well we're creeping into kind of wassailing time but we might mention that again in a moment yeah and also i think i feel like like we're looking forward to 2023 but there's also 2022 has been a challenging year it has been difficult i mean it's easy to forget that actually the whole of 2022 wasn't just an open open year. We were still under restrictions. Yeah, like restrictions weren't relaxed. COVID restrictions weren't relaxed till April. And it's only been and in the last, I think you said, six or seven months that actually touring and some of the live stuff has, has been able to just, just happen. But even then, there's still been there's still been challenges. There's still roadblocks. Yeah, and some festivals haven't happened. Some festivals did not happen this no. year, and there some festivals are not happening next year. I definitely, I think I saw a lot of this in a classical sense, and it kind of set things like at two ends of a bit of a spectrum for me. I went to an amazing classical concert. It was lovely with the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra. Really enjoyed it, and it was sold out. And there are people there whose entire lives, like. What they do every week, they go and they see the orchestra. Or every month they go and they watch the orchestra. It's a thing you do and it's an amazing experience. And that habit was only kind of uh, put on hold, put on pause for a couple of years. A little bit of an annoying blip, back to normal service. Let's go and see the orchestra. Was it though? But Well, I think it's different on our side of the fence with some of the folk stuff and some of the, the other kind of like popular music, jazz. We'd gotten into good habits reasonably recently because i think quite a lot of these musical genres it, it taken a while to build up to a certain point and it feels maybe it's not entirely true but it was kind of knocked back to almost zero again because it wasn't quite as embedded as that good old classical like this is just what we do traditionally it, it's taking a bit of time to get people back into the headspace of yeah we can go out on a weeknight we can go out and watch some music let's go and do something let's have something so I'm not sure we're all quite back in the habit of it yet. I don't think we are. Now we're heading into a recession. Yeah, so it's we're, we didn't quite have a chance through 2022 to properly get no. ourselves stable again before. Yeah, It's like panic buying, isn't it? Someone tells you everyone's panic buying and that makes panic buying happen. And I think some things are fear-mongering, some things aren't. Obviously, it's quite difficult at the moment. Costs have <laughs> shot through the roof, as I've definitely noticed. But even those people that do have that disposable income who can come to gigs, they're still not quite in the habit of it it's just not happening quite the same way yet and i yeah i'm i don't think i could call it either way on how long i feel it's going to last I, I feel like you know this is a kind of rambly ranty gossip much much as uh, one might have with the the gossip squirrel of norwegian mythology yes ratatosh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i only say that as a really random i'm uh, looking at the next artist um ikorni uh another one from the scandi folk disco and I, th I think his name translates, or his artist, this artistic name translates as squirrel. It does. In Icelandic. It's the Icelandic This is another squirrel. Icelandic artist. Yes. So it's been, Scandifolk Disco is entirely Icelandic artist. It's just an this accident, month. I think, this time round. Uh, <laughs> there, there will definitely be more next month. Do keep an eye out. Um, <laughs> there are so many flavours of a lot of the acoustic artists that I really love in this particular track. And actually, if you listen to more of his work... Um, there are some things that are quite familiar, but then he absolutely turns it on his head. But this one's got shades of 
Ben Howard, I think. But monsters and men as yeah, well. Uh, yes, and there's there's like some of the um, well, you'll hear some of the melodies for yourself, and some of these little kind of pentatonic riffs and things that that pop out of the mix. Um, but from Ikorni, this next track is called Vonestrand.
feel good yeah kind of forward-looking positive kind of sound shades of jose gonzalez almost in that like in yeah. the vocal production there's yeah something kind of dreamy and joyful and a little bit summery which is yeah so th- i get this is a sort of retrospective edition and i don't feel like i want to dwell on 2022 because it was quite not all of it there it was some quite things a challenging that were definitely year challenging. but yeah there were challenges. it was a challenging year a very busy and difficult year after two and a half years of it being really challenging and difficult for people in the music industry, it'd be nice to look forward to something very positive. I mean, at least it might not have been the overwhelming sense, but there were islands of wonderful things in 2022 that just shone in the sea of like, here it comes again. Yeah, Um, it was, yeah, 2022 was really hard work. Behind the scenes, it was really hard work. Uh, yeah, getting people to come to gigs was very hard work. Yes, but we did go. We went to gigs. We went to gigs. We had a and time at some I've gigs. had some really nice times at gigs. And shall we look at some of the things like I've discovered? Some new artists. Yes. Over 2022, and also like word of mouth is a big thing. Like uh, even yeah. stuff that we played on the podcast before. When you said uh, you have to listen to this, that you can't go anywhere until you've listened to this, and like suddenly a whole new interest has come out of nowhere. So like, yeah. Yes, this. Yeah. So sh- let's look back at some of the artists we've discovered, and some of the, our favourite gigs as well, because there's been some really good live experiences. There this have last been year. so many. Some of the artists will be people that you'll know well if you've listened to the podcast before, because they are people that we absolutely adore listening yeah. to, and they write some wonderful pieces. Yeah, so let's look at some new artists. Yes. So favourite discoveries of this year, who I have discovered through live experiences. Yeah. And also, like, Lee Scandifolk Disco has introduced me to some people who I haven't seen live yet. Maybe one day we'll get to Norway to hear them. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Little yes. <laughs> but let's have a little look at... Um, well, there was you, you were talking to me about an artist that you saw at the Manchester Folk Festival, yeah. kind of uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, so the, the English Folk Expo. Yeah, the English Folk Expo, which is the industry-facing side of the Manchester Folk Festival. They have a mentoring scheme where um, they pick a, a, a three or four artists every year to support with mentoring. And one of those artists this year was Amelia Coburn. And part of the package of mentoring that you get is to play a showcase at the... Um, English Folk Expo conference in October and um, Amelia Coburn played my favourite showcase of those uh, of the mentor the mentees showcases and she was just absolutely charming um, such great like it was uh, there's some I like artists who are really calming to watch yeah I know what you mean there I, I'm there's actually some, some now I've heard like some of her stuff I'm genuinely jealous to have missed this um, self-assured sort of self-confidence it doesn't have to be a really exuberant p- performance but it, it was just a really beautifully poignant and on point performance from from this artist mm. she's called Amelia Coburn 
And she plays ukulele and has a lovely voice, lovely stage presence, great character and personality came through. Um, she released an EP this year called The Ebb and the Flow. Um, so the track I've chosen it was one that she played at, at this showcase and it's called Please Go Gently, which is based on a Dylan Thomas poem. Oh, okay. The line from that is like um, about going gently into the night. It was about her grandfather dying. Yeah, don't go gently into this good night or something along those lines, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but she's also, she's got a new single out, which is a cover of Ghost Town, which is... Oh, awesome. Okay. Which is like, it's a homage to Terry Hall and the specials, which like, it's the time of year when we reflect on all the people we've lost over the last year in Terry Hall. Like, why is it that musicians seem to die in December? It because we want to be remembered, of course. But it just feels like more people die in December. Or like and there have been some really kind of standout people that have kind of left us at this point in the year. Yeah. I mean, Paul Sartin is one who stands out as somebody who who left us in autumn. Yeah. September, October time, I think it was. And that, was, that was felt in a very visceral way by a lot of people across the folk community. Yeah. Because he had such a big hand in working with so many people. Yeah. Um, but Terry Hall and... Maxi Jazz yes, died yeah, a couple of weeks. Ago. Well, no, even only a week ago. It was and a very like short these, time, these yeah. feel like these are people from my. These are my people, my era people. Well, like for me, growing up and listening to music, and I didn't grow up in a folk world. I grew up listening to like popular music, um, all sorts of different music, electronic music, and the like Terry Hall. And that's the specials Ghost Town track I remember from 1981. My sister absolutely loved this track. I mean, and we were I talking about the parallels with <laughs> time very recently when we were thinking about kind of even cover options for some musical stuff because it the yeah. message was Well, yeah, but at the striking. time, in the early 80s, this was the, that was a time of absolute discontent and disenfranchisement of young... It was young a track that a lot of politicians yeah. didn't want to see released. Yeah, and like it, the Brixton riots, the Toxteth riots, it was a time of unrest. Yeah. In a, like very dire economic times, and those times are now again, aren't they? Yeah. But this is not that... <laughs> 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 no, just talking. I mean, she's a very diverse musician, and she's been able to take that kind of as one of her influences. But what I've heard from Amelia Coburn so far, she's definitely someone I would love to see live as well. I'm, I'm genuinely jealous. I didn't get to see this performance. Yeah, she was. She was an absolute standout live performance. Just her and her ukulele. So the track that we've got from her is called "Please Go Gently." By the time you're. Sleep. <laughs> 
burns on we all know glowing embers die and fade too there are too many words wrapped round my tongue but you artists uh i saw first as uh, well we saw first as a support act for injury electric company when they came to the lighthouse in pool which is obviously right on our doorstep that is a proper like just down the road venue for us yeah and talking about highlights of the oh, live yeah. performances of the year injury electric company have been an absolute highlight for me as a live performance yeah. They've been on the road with Russell Field again. Yeah, uh, percussionist so who just brings such uh, you know dynamics to their show. Yeah, it's so they so they've added Russell Field as a drummer to their live show, which just lifts their live shows to another to another level. And there's like dynamic contrast that just comes out of nowhere, and it's difficult to imagine that you could somehow improve upon what is Indie Electric Company but it, it just adds an extra element it yeah, is magic like two people making the sound that they make and now there's a third person and it still sounds like more people than three people on stage and it's so like he slots so well into the dynamic because they're clearly all communicating so well on stage as musicians yeah, yeah it's really, really you can tell that. that there's there's definitely a chemistry between the three members of the band and we've said before you can actually hear Russell on one of their recordings uh, on statues statues yes which is on on the, the Gap album but as live live highlights go they've they were showcasing some new songs yes new songs which, which we can't share with you because they don't exist no, yet in a recorded form no, and I'm, so you it's have so to go desperate yes you have to go to hear them live when they are on tour next year and uh, the rumor has it there's a new album coming next year but 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 we digress because this artist was a support artist for two shows and on their tour a great choice as well Really yeah. enjoyed this. This was Ollie Dixon, and uh, he plays with a band, but he was there as a soloist. Yeah. And like guitar style, very reminiscent of people like Ben Howard, like v clearly a very able guitarist. Yeah. And like a vocal style, like I, I work with A level students, and I think very much on point for the kind of stuff that they would be listening to that they share with me quite regularly. Yeah. And he just had such a nice manner as well as a performer. Yeah, there, there's a real vibe. Like, there's definitely real Ben Howard, Burr Island era Ben Howard yes, vibes. Yeah, yeah. The guitar sound and just the whole, like, the feel of his music. Just, there was a kind of spaciousness about it. 
Yeah, because he, he had a very, uh, he was very cleverly using some kind of really interesting pedals and things to bring these washes of sound in that were still being generated by him live. And it wasn't, it wasn't quite looping. It was something else a little bit more subtle, but it just lifted it. It was amazing. Yeah. Really nice textures. Yeah. Uh, like self-deprecating humor, really great for the audience. Like, yeah, what <laughs> yeah. a lovely manner. Yeah, so we released an EP this year called Islands um, and we picked a track called St Agnes. Stop. 
so other other live performances so like that was new discoveries who have been new live discoveries so live music is like being in a room with musicians playing music you can't beat it is and other humans experiencing that with you at the same time there's nothing quite like that. No, that shared experience is a really magic thing. Yeah, whether it's a big room or a massive festival experience. Yeah, it's a really special thing. And sh- I feel like we should share some of the like the a- the other live experiences, like artists that we already knew about that we've listened to live that we had a great time listening to this year because there have been some yeah, like no, no, like the the next artist we've actually put down on the list for that. I mean, I've seen them over the years as well. I think Cambridge was like a standout moment. I saw them Cambridge Folk Festival, and even before that, Wickham Festival. And I played with a, uh, a band I'd worked with years ago. We happened to pass one of the tents. We're like, "What is this glorious noise?" And it was <laughs> it was Edward the Second. Yeah, Edward the Second have been. I've seen them twice this year. I've seen them over the years. Uh, yeah, Cambridge. I, I was in the photo pit, photographing them. Yeah, you them. had a better seat than we did. Yeah, yeah. I had a photo pass that, that year. But th- I've seen them twice this year at, at Aviemore. Um, so, yeah, in only a few weeks ago at Aviemore Festival. But back in the summer at Shrewsbury, they were on the main uh, okay. stage at Shrewsbury. Right, right. And what a joyous sound absolutely joyful sound they've been together for a long time it's a band that's been going for i don't know nearly 40 years okay and folk folk reggae sort of crossover so it's traditional british folk songs um caribbean traditional songs uh arranged in a kind of reggae calypso kind of yeah the calypso vibe kind of vibe yeah definitely there are lots of them on stage there's a brass section and I do like a bit of a brass Ooh, yeah, section. Yeah, like brass. Well, you've heard about our Calypso <laughs> Christmas. <so>. Yes. <laughs> well, we played Law Kitchener last yeah. last month. Do go and check him out. A really important, influential uh, musician in the Calypso like crossover, like Caribbean British, because he he came he came over on the Windrush. And as the kids say, like pure dopamine, like <laughs> everything about it is joy. <laughs> it is just joy in music. Yeah, beautiful sound. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Aviemore Folk Festival, this was just the, it was the Saturday night headliner and everyone had a lovely, well, I had a lovely time. I don't know about <laughs> everybody else. But I had a lovely time dancing to their right. music. <laughs> so we've chosen a song called Shake My Papaya Down, which as a posh English English lady doesn't <laughs> quite have the <laughs> the right kind of resonance, but let's play the track and you get the, you get the kind of vibe. <laughs> Mama says no play, this is a work day Up with the bikes and get all the work done If you will help me climb up a tall tree Shake the papaya down Sweet, sweet papaya, fruit of the island If you will help me climb up a tall tree, shake the papaya down, shake them down, shake them down, climb a small tree and shake them down, shake them down, shake them down, shake the papaya down. 
next band after that shake my papaya down uh what, what, what a joyful sound know, how yeah. can you be uncheered when there's reggae in the house it's just impossible like that that is what i want to do at a festival like not back a cider bob up and down on the offbeat <laughs> and just have a <laughs> bloody yes, lovely time that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, our next kind of you know just well in their own way joyful live performance this these are mm. artists that we've followed for a long time. Um, mm. Moulette, uh, led by the wonderful Hannah with just her most distinctive vocal. She's an incredible musician, great, great cello player. You have distinctive cello style too. Yeah, like almost you can hear her vocal style in the way she plays. Like yeah. Amazing musician, such, yeah, incredible writer, a great lyricist. Mm. Uh, but you were actually, I missed out on this. You had a chance to see them this year. Yeah, I saw them at Manchester Folk Festival. So my favourite concert. So Manchester Folk Festival was a an indoor festival in October. So it's sort of sets of concerts of like three artists in a concert. You can move around, but 
I saw the dry stones and moulettes as part of the same kind of evening entertainment. And the dry stones, who we've played already this year yeah. because they released a new record, um, which is kind of like house music with folk fiddling. Yeah, you said they, they had in. Evan Carson on percussion with yeah, them live. Yeah, so their live show was like took their live recording up a level by, I don't know whether it was the influence of adding live drums and percussion or just seeing them and the stagecraft. But that was brilliant as a support artist for um, Hannah Moulin, the Moulettes, with their string ensemble. So there's been a thing over the last couple of years where they've been reimagining the same... Oh, the, the echolalia? Xenolalia. Oh, yeah, echolalia is just repeating things. Yeah, <laughs> Xenolalia. Uh, with uh, the track's idiolect. Uh, parts one, two, three to five. Yeah, think, so they've like been that. reimagining, like rearranging the same track for different arrangements of s with strings or electronic, or there's a brass version, yeah. a cappella version. This isn't quite that, though, is it? No, so this was a whole festival set of string arrangements of Moulette's back catalogue, so some of their, some of my favourite songs mm. from their back catalogue. like, Constellations is an album that I've gone back to a few times. Yeah. An yes. amazing set of recordings. And yeah, so music from the, from the history of Moulettes over the last 10 years. And there were two cellos on oh. stage. Oh. They were all playing string instruments. So the band members who typically you would expect to play different instruments, so electric bass or yeah, yeah. electric guitar or whatever they were playing strings so there were two cellos there were there was violins there was violas this is the dream yep and Hannah Moore just being absolutely brilliantly Hannah Moore talking about all sorts of random stuff uh, including mushroom suits I think this is a thing. My like, mycelium I suits. Yeah, I feel like this is uh, this is um, if you, if you wear one of those, uh, well, you'd be deceased in theory when you wear one. You'll dissolve into nature faster I'm because the mushrooms will break you down. I'm not. I don't know if this is where she was going with it, but it felt like it was a thing. It that feels like a Hannah. It thing. wasn't a dead person thing. I don't know. But this from the lady who brought us an inspired song <laughs> about the life cycle of a nematode, uh. accompanied by auto harp in the most amazing way. <laughs> like yeah, incredible. yeah. Like she, a unique individual slash musician. What? Uh, yeah. Her perspective on things is is just yeah. No yeah. one does it like her. An absolute joy to be in the presence of as a performer. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. My favourite live experience of the year. And although uh, the the string experience of the back catalogue isn't something that they have recorded, or you can listen to their strings versions of some of the other tracks, but but not quite like this. Uh, we've gone back to something that's kind of gloriously tragic from the Constellations album. Yeah, Constellations album is, I think, a pinnacle of mouletting. Absolutely, yeah. And th this, th there's something about this track. It just feels like like we're recording on New Year's Eve, and like we're reflecting on the on the the year that's gone and what might be coming. And there, th as we're saying, like there are people we've discovered, live acts we've seen. There are some really lovely standout moments like positive little pools of light in the in the ocean of ugh, 2022 uh, that came before <laughs> and this song kind of has that quality to it that bittersweet throwback. yeah it's really it is bittersweet isn't it it feels like like how did you describe it like a aging diva yeah the aging diva looking back on things and having that kind of swan song hurrah to get over it 
Like, yeah. Well, it was what it was, but we've still got some gin in the cupboard. Yes, it is. Yes, the first verse is a homage <laughs> to, <laughs> to everything we've already covered. In the podcast. Yeah. So sh- should we play? Th- should we uh, play the track? I feel like we should be waltzing around the room to it while it's playing. I might fall over at this point. <laughs> so this is a track called "The Night Is Young." Imperial gin, what a delectable tipple, the redeemable whiskey. Give me a triple, a barrel of cider, an ale by the cask. I'm almost a widow, in case you should ask. Chambray wine goes down fine when reclining upon a chaise long. Of you when you feel aloof and you want to recapture your dwindling youth first a scimitar and lime one sip at a time cast aside your misgiving because the night is young and there's plenty of rum and life after all is To the end of a golden era That we spend long years apart I still know it by heart With no rehearsal All that I have learned It never made me happy So let's forget for a while Swap your tears for a smile Till the final
but that that's just so tragic. Is that our is that our epitaph for twenty twenty two? It feels it like But it finished on a major note. It did. That's the look forward, isn't it? Yes. So twenty twenty three. Let's not be as difficult as twenty twenty two. What let me personally be difficult. No, the year. <laughs> the year. You you can be as difficult as you like. I am the diva. Yeah, well, and nothing will change that. But twenty twenty three can please don't be as hard as twenty twenty two. There is still a teeny, 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 tiny bit of throwback, though. Um, we were talking about another one of your standout gigs of the year and having a bit of a reminisce about a time that Perfect Valley Folk Festival indeed hosted this artist as a headliner. Yeah, Eddie Weeder. Yeah. She also, I saw her at um, Aviemore. So Edward II, I saw at Aviemore and at Shrewsbury. Yeah. And Aviemore, I also saw Eddie Weeder, who I've never seen live oh, before. Oh, she's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we caught the end of her set at Aviemore, and she was just absolute proper showwoman yes masterclass in brilliance as a live performer highly recommend would go and see a full show of hers yeah um just we caught the last two songs of her set which was um i don't listeners who are old in old my age will, <laughs> will remember fairground attraction from the 80s oh yeah um the song perfect so she she sang that and then she finished with just just storytelling and singing and performance and it was just absolutely poignantly brilliant when when she performed at Purbeck I know it's some years ago now but it was just an inspired list of covers and her original I felt like I knew every single thing that she was singing but it was the storytelling that really tied everything together and she just was so personable it felt like you were having it like a really intimate audience with a single artist in a small space yeah across like genuinely a festival headline yeah what a voice as well brilliant. Like absolutely every brilliant every note plays perfectly yeah but I think bef- bef- like we're coming to towards the end of this podcast and I feel like like we're going into wassailing territory now because yeah we've had Christmas we've had the New Year yeah like we are recording on New Year's Eve we're a few I'm hours away from old Lang Syne but it's coming <laughs> oh yeah Jules Holland who's on George Ezra's on Jules Holland tonight oh, I can't wait <laughs> I love George Ezra. Go and listen to him, non-folk uh, fans. Yes. <laughs> but January, winter time, is the time for wassailing. Yeah. And, and blessing of orchards. For we wish for a fine crop for the side. Yeah. The so so let's let's go back to actual folk tradition. Yes. Because this is, this is, we're like we're both interested in this Absolutely, for all yeah. of the variety of our interest in folk music and and the various forms it takes. Some of it is actually rooted in traditions of the peoples of the country in which we live. Yeah. The, the, uh, that absolute sense of at this time of year. Coming together is a really important thing. Doing things together as a community so that you're making sure you're all supporting everyone through yeah. what a, a long time ago would have been a very difficult time. Yeah. So we're like literally, it, you know, overwintering. Yeah. And so we've passed the longest night. Thank God. The, the, the winter solstice. And part of the tradition of marking that is looking t- to the future, which is kind of like we're looking into yeah. 2023 and hoping that it's going to be in a nicer year than 2022 <laughs> uh, like we're overcoming difficult times yeah. winter time is is like traditionally it was a hard time like there's no th- nothing growing it's really hard to forage stuff 
think you're still living on the stores to get through, which is why any signs of new growth that you can promote with your rituals and magical thinking is a really important thing at this point in the yeah. year. Yeah, so wassailing is part of that, where like people people go into their orchards to bless them for the forthcoming year yeah. and try and encourage a good crop of apples and pears and all the fruits that grow on trees that you can then preserve in various ways. With, with mama's plays and all sorts of things at that time of year. We've been involved in a few of those. Yeah, and the Morris get involved. Um, Morris dancing, like people, people really call Morris dancing, but actually it's a really important folk tradition. Yeah. It goes like, back hundreds of years. Yes. And all of this stuff was really about bringing people together because that's how you survive these difficult times. Yeah. So Tradfolk website, tradfolk.co, I think is the URL, Yes. is the repository for lots of information about traditional Oh, British shower, folk they, traditions, and there is there's a directory of wassails on the Tradfolk website, which I did have a little look, and there was nothing listed for Dorset, but 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 you've but gone hunting. I've gone looking and put a shout out, and there are wassails happening in Dorset, and the the one that I was sort of aware of was um, Bridport. There is. Um, the Bridport Community Wassail is a thing which happens this coming year on the 15th, Sunday the 15th of January in the afternoon. Bridport Orchard Wassail, 1 till 3 o'clock on Sunday the 15th of January. And there are other wassails happening in Dorset. 21st of January, the Dorset Star Wassail. Oh, okay. The Dorset Nectar Wassail on the 28th of January. And you'll like this one. The Naked Wassail at Hogchus Farm <laughs> on the 4th of February. So it's so a... Before I turn up in the right garb, <laughs> is that a euphemism or is it... <laughs> they don't elaborate. It's just, just, just a really stripped back wassail, do you think? Mm, it's, it's, well, not, it's not the right time of year for being like... Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. Skyclad, as they put it. <laughs> I don't know. But... Oh, with the, enough the, cider in you, actually, in theory, you could weather any storm. Yeah, I so it's like it's it. a thing that happens in orchards. Yes. So if you have an orchard nearby, in wh- wherever you're listening, if you go onto the Tradfolk website, there are wassails listed for Hampshire and Somerset and Devon. There, there are, and if you look a little bit harder, um, not everyone's were necessarily. There any in Wiltshire, can you remember? I yes. know we've got a few listeners in Wiltshire. Yeah, there were some listed for Wiltshire as well. So, I mean, you you may find if you're connected with a local Morris or local folk clubs, you might find them through that, or if not, have a look at the Tradfolk website website and see if there's something happening locally to you because we've been involved in them in, in the past we and they're all yeah. good fun <laughs> there's toast is involved like bread yes like toast to- is a thing. toasted bread and also drinking cider obviously is a thing there was one not very far away where they figured out they couldn't find an orchard but they wanted a wassail so they just sell a taped an apple to a <laughs> like someone's like little tree indoors on <laughs> Some lemon tree and had a wassail there that's always well, an excuse there's a lemon brewing on my lemon tree there is. Green. I'm all for there it. There is. I have a lemon brewing on my lemon tree. But it's traditionally for apples and pears. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Being the species that grow in this these aisles. And can you turn it into cider or perry? That, yeah, I guess lemon trees thing. are not native to the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> so that... Now, there are there are actually a couple of gigs. I know this has been a little bit retrospective, um, but there are still some things coming up as we look ahead into January, uh, and they are not too distant to where we are. Um, the first one we're going to mention is at Hangar Farm, 
and that's like 40 50 minute drive away from from this little spot i think so not too yeah. distant and that's on the 6th of january so it's actually in th- if you're listening to like the podcast today. on the day it's released <laughs> it's it's now it's right now yeah. go now um and it's uh, edwina hayes uh who's coming down to to hang a farm uh, she's got well she's been performing she has a really long career behind her and we've gone and had a bit of a dive through all of her material having found out that she's playing locally yeah and this this track i think we could have chosen almost anything because it's all quite representative of the way she performs but it was the artwork that leapt out yeah like regular listeners will know i love artwork that's how you discover things it's the visuals yeah and the artwork for this album is very eye-catching sort of japanese flavor to it cherry blossoms that kind of oriental japanese style to it sort of stylized um female form and um, the track that we've chosen, uh, this 2009 album, it's been out for a while, um, but the track we've chosen is Feels, Feels Like Home. Something in your eyes makes me want to lose myself, makes me want to lose myself. In your arms There's something in your voice Makes my heart beat fast Hope this feeling lasts The rest of my life If you
Just to remind you, you can get in touch with us if you're listening to us at this point. We've got one more track to go, but we must tell you uh, that you can drop us a message uh, at totallyfolked1 at gmail.com. We do check the emails a little bit more regularly these days. Um, we used to make a joke in lockdown that we only checked it as often as you had a haircut, but I think we've uh, we've upped the game on that one. <laughs> and we've also got Facebook and Instagram that you can contact us on as well uh, to let us know what you think of the playlist. If there's stuff that you think we've missed or that we should listen to, just drop us a message. We we do like to be quite social. Yeah, or if you're an artist and you want us to play your music, Absolutely. get in touch. Send something in. Yep. And I mean, if you spot us a gig, do come and say hello. We've had a few people to say, "Oh, I spotted you over there," and it, like yeah, we don't bite. <laughs> yes, come talk to us because we love to hear what you've taken from our podcast and we know that people have discovered new artists through this podcast which is amazing yeah and yes. also secondary to the music if you've got a gin that you think we must absolutely <laughs> try definitely get this. in touch yes. yeah. I mean if you run a distillery I mean just send samples um <laughs> But looking to our, our final, final track, um, we run Bournemouth Folk Club and uh, we were lucky enough to host Martin Joseph as one of our artists. And he was absolutely amazing. Mm. What an incredible night it was. He's yep. an amazing singer, great musician. Great show. What, what a uh, lovely man as well. Yeah. Just absolutely lovely. Uh, everything was just perfect about that evening. Great show. touring a, a new album, a new release, which was like a, look at a retrospective really of his career uh, called 1960. And he's recently released an acoustic version of the album yeah so 1960 came out last year and then this year he's released an acoustic version of the album which i guess is representative of his live sound yeah it definitely it reminds me much more of what we saw live i mean the the 1960 recording is amazing yeah um but we've we've picked a track from that latest release and quite poignant at this point because unfortunately he's recently lost his father who this track was about yeah um, it's it's called shadow boxing, and if I remember rightly, when when he was talking to the audience at the gig, he was talking about how his father had struggled with dementia uh, before he passed away, mm. and this references a lot of those themes. Uh, but it was an absolutely beautiful evening, and it yeah, there was a certain weight behind the song when he performed it. Yeah, so it seems a fitting one to leave you with us. Yeah. the f- the last track of our first podcast of the new year. And we look forward to... We're looking forward to spring bursting forth as we kind of creep through the next couple of podcasts. We Hopefully we'll, we'll get through the winter, reasonably be unscathed, although we know the cold weather is coming. But this, this is a song that's kind of, uh, yeah, putting to bed 2022 before we see you all in the new year. You stand there and you shadow box me It feels like I could blow you down I know you're still in there, you're fighting like a good one yeah, you're smiling and you're ducking down We played that game when I was a kid And we played it all our lives 
bottom line is love, my father. The bottom line is love. The bottom line is love, my father. The bottom line is love. And there was you there in my corner when I went down for the count. I could spit blood there in the bucket. You'd patch me up and you'd send me out. And some nights I could dance there with you, but other days there'd be a thousand miles. But the bottom line is love, my father. The bottom line is love. Bottom line is love, my father. Bottom line is love. Bottom line is love, sweet father. The bottom line is love. Bottom line is love, my father. Bottom line is love. Now I sit here in this dappled sunshine. Approaching six o'clock, it's an incandescent moment, and a soul is taking stock. It is time to call my father. He'd be sleeping in a chair. I know he'd kiss me if he knew me, but his mind resides elsewhere. Now I have anger. I have sadness, but I have a joy that won't let go. 'Cause the bottom line is love, my father. The bottom line is love. The bottom line is love, sweet father. The bottom line is love. The bottom line is love, my father. The bottom line is love. Bottom line is love, sweet father. The bottom line is love. You.